Hello everyone, we are back with this week's episode of the Nash and Pine Sports Chat. As always, I'm your host, Wilson Times sports reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me, sports editor Paul Durham. Paul, as the regular season winds down for high school basketball in this area, we look ahead to conference tournaments and postseasons. One thing's becoming clear, on the whole, it has been the year of girls basketball in Wilson County. Absolutely. For the three Wilson County Schools teams, they're already two of them. Fike and Bettyfield have already clinched championships, conference championships, and Hunt's got a big head of steam that was not there two months ago. And all three boys' teams are probably moribund uh, is the word. Yeah, I mean, Hunt, Hunt's Hunt, played a little. Hunt's, Hunt's gained a little bit of steam these last few weeks. Well, Hunt's the only one really with a chance to play beyond the conference tournament. So. And they've got work to do. And they've still got a lot of work to do. And, we, and we'll certainly get into that. But for now, you know, let's start with these girls' teams. Let's start with Fike because the – you know, kind of the the big question coming into this year with a loaded fight team with so many people back from last year with Jamaria Freeman added, you know, was can they get over that Southern Wayne hump and win the and win the Quad County? That was the only Quad County team to beat them last year, and they've beaten Southern Wayne twice this year. They beat them. They had a fourth quarter comeback on the road, beat them handily at home on Tuesday night. Fittingly, it's a win over Southern Wayne that clinches the conference now. Southern Wayne has been playing the past few weeks without one of its top players, but still I think, you know, that's a pretty firm statement by Fike that, that this is Fike's conference this year. Yeah, Fike right now, they, they are a tough team to play. They've got a harassing, pressing defense. I call a little uh, first quarter and a half of that game at home the other night. And, I mean, it just – Southern Wayne just did not have an answer for Jamaria Freeman and Jewel Brewington in that press in the backcourt. Not just those two. I mean, you got Misha Strickland. You've got um, – Avery Lentz, I mean, Ainsley Cato came off the bench. I mean, they all know how to play defense, and they just come at you in waves. But what they really have is Jamaria Freeman, who's got the uncanny ability to put that ball in the basket on cutting through the lane and just dropping it in. She's just a scorer. I mean, you know, she had, what, 29 points last night. Um, and, you know, fight, fight can go deep in the postseason. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see how well they can play. But here's the thing. Can they even win Friday night? That's going to be the big question because that their lone blemish in Quad County play this year is a stunning, uh, nearly thirty-point loss at rival arch rival Hunt uh, last month in Hunt. You know this this Friday it'll be at Fike, so that'll be you know a big challenge for Lorraine Creech's girls to go out there and try to you know prove they can do it a second time. You know Fike's going to be fired up. You wonder if that uh, that three-point buzzer beater by Tyasia Taylor at the very end, tail end of that first game might be uh, sticking in some memories a little bit. Probably not. I mean, you, you, you want to be focused the on the talent at, the, task at hand. Yeah, the loss itself should be there's a lot of enough. stuff. That, there's a lot of stuff that happened before that three-point shot that went in that is really what Fike should be thinking yeah. about and looking at preventing happening again this week. But, I mean, the thing is... Hunt's playing really well too. I mean, since they started one and three, I think they won eight of their last they nine. Started zero oh and seven. Well, I mean, I'm talking about conference right, play. They right. were one and three in conference play. They've won eight of their last nine. Well, they started zero oh and seven, and again, we we've some of those were in, conference we've, losses. We've been into their their non conference schedule enough times right, though that right. we. But 
Since then, they've won eight of their last nine. Their only loss was to Southern Wayne. You know, they, they had a little bit of a shaky performance against West Johnston the other night, but they still ended up winning by 10. Um, you know, got their shots weren't going in, but they were able to get to the basket, get to the free throw line, uh, much to the dismay of the West Johnston parents who were wondering why the foul disparity was what it was, even though West Johnston was jacking up threes and Hunt was driving to the basket and getting hacked every time. But, you know, that's... Sometimes when you're a parent in the crowd, you don't see these things. Right. Well, you know, and I think you pointed out earlier, I mean, Hunt just started playing to its strengths. And what Hunt's strengths is obviously Kayla Haley in their interior game. And once you get that going, then it really opens things up further outside for Tyasia Taylor to, to slash through, for Kennedy Smith to shoot three-pointers. You know, things good things start happening when you start playing to your strengths. And that's what Hunt started doing. And, it, you know, if they can do that Friday night, they're going to give Fike a tough time. Fike's kind of on a tear, but they won a couple of games. Jamari with those buzzer beaters, you know. The East Wake in overtime yeah, last Friday. overtime. They beat Acock down there with the last second shots. I mean, you know, they've been kind of getting through. And, um, and you know, Hunt's going to present a big challenge for them. I mean, that was probably their worst loss of the year. I know they got creamed by D.H. Connolly, 4A, 22-1 D.H. Connolly right. now. But they didn't – I mean, that was more about D.H. Conley. The Hunt game, I mean, Hunt played well, but Fike played terrible in that yeah, game. You know, they did, uncharacteristically they terrible. So, I mean, you know, if they both go at it and they're both, you know, really playing well, it, it could be a really good game. So, I mean, you know, and who's to say they won't be playing each other again the following week in the Quad County Conference Tournament? Well, and, I, and you know, we, we talked about all these teams. I mean, you talk, we talked about even like a team like – CBA cock playing Fike down to the wire. We've seen what East Wake can do, taking Fike to overtime, beating Hunt here on a buzzer beater. So, and you know, Southern Wayne is still, you know, definitely a team not to be trifled with. So, I think that Quad County Girls Tournament Conference Tournament next week is going to be really entertaining. Yeah, I wouldn't just go ahead and give it to Fike right now, although they're definitely the favorites. They're the favorites, but they will, they will, as we said, you know, going into this last stretch of games that they needed to win in order to clinch the regular season championship, they will certainly have to earn it. That's right. And then when you get to the tournament next week, it's an eight-team conference. You know, there's no buys. There's no buys. Yeah. So you got to play three games and win them all. So Fike will start against uh, Smithfield Selma, I guess. So that, that that's kind of a buy. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. But, okay. All right. That's <laughs> but, <be> nice. Um, Hunt <laughs> in... We'll we'll switch over to the Hunt Boys. We've got a very um, a very different feel to the Hunt Fike Boys game than we do to the Hunt Fike Girls game this Friday. Um, well, Hunt absolutely has to win if they want to have any chance of the postseason. Right now, they are outside of that thirty-two team bubble in the East. Well, and, li- and it was a really costly loss for them last night. A win, you know, they were playing West Johnston as well. A win would have been really big. They had the lead. They were up five with under two minutes left. West Johnston ends up tying the game. It goes to overtime. They've got free throws down one with three seconds left in overtime. You know, if you make them both, you win it. They split them. So it goes to double overtime, and then double overtime, West Johnston kind of took over. Hunt had a couple fouls, a couple turnovers that just pretty much sealed the game. So it was really a a heartbreaker for Dwight Taylor's crew. And again, a, a very costly loss because I think, you know, Hunt's kind of right on that edge of you know where if they win that game you're probably looking a little sunnier at your playoff prospects if you oh, win hunt's got a few games I mean, they lost on a half court three point buzzer beater to east wake yeah by a point 
And that would have that would have been a huge road yeah. win. And then they lost. I mean, I remember I saw them lose at the Wilson Prep Showcase to back Southern in, Durham, right? Yeah, you know, a pretty good Southern Durham team that they they looked terrible in the first half and battled back and then just sort of let it fizzle away. I think it's what Drew Pittman told you. I think next year all these losses are going to mean something for Hunt next year. Um, they'll have almost everybody back. They've got a good young team, so you know we'll see how that works out. Um, well, for them next year, but they can still do something this year. But they, they just need to be able to put it all together and you know get get to the point where they can close out a game. That's their problem. They have not been able to close out games when they have them, and so they're not good enough to really beat teams by a lot. And they really had a hard time scoring at times this year. Well, and they had, but you know, I think the I've seen their last two games against South Johnston and West Johnson, and I saw them earlier in the season. It, they look a lot better. I mean, Drew Pittman is doing his thing. Um, Jordan Scott's played really well. You know, you've had guys like Austin Joyner, Rodney Lovely stepping up a little bit. It, they look more like they're running an offense than they did like when I saw them against, say, in East Wake, where they're just kind of. To be honest with you, I don't even really know what they were trying to do that night. But uh, yeah, I think I think Hunt was in a bad of place offensively as I've seen any high school team around here for a while for. A, probably a three- or four-game stretch a few weeks ago. Um, they've kind of gotten past that a little bit now. But, yeah, they really were having trouble getting their offense going at all. And so, you know, we'll see how it works out for them. But the Warriors really do need to uh, play well Friday. They need to – I mean, they're probably going to need to win a couple of tournament games, but that would mean getting to the final. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes for them. There's no NIT in high school basketball. That's right. You either make the state playoffs or your season is over. So – We'll see what Hunt can do. Looking over at Bettingfield, again, that's another girls team that has clinched their conference regular season championship with a big win over um, Princeton Princeton last night. Another 12 three-pointer performance from Denisha Briggs, who's just really just having a special season to cap off her Bettingfield career. And I'm going to be really interested to see what she does in the postseason starting next week with that conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bettingfield has won, what, 21 new six games without a loss, going, you know, 10 last year, two conference uh, tournament games. They're one win away from, uh, they have to go to Spring Creek on Friday from another perfect season. And Denisha, there she is, 12 three-pointers. That's one short of the state record that she tied last Friday night or at Goldsboro on the 27th, I guess. And, um, you know, now at Princeton, it's like, wow. And if you look in the NCHSA record book for team three-pointers, just her totals alone rank in the top ten all-time of, of teams shooting three-pointers in games. So, yeah, she is a special talent, folks. She is the queen right now in Wilson County. One of the all-time great players, I think, to ever come through Wilson County. Better catch her now when you can because she's going to be playing at the collegiate level next year somewhere. Not sure where yet, but somebody's going to have her in uniform, and she's going to be doing well. But, you know, Bettyfield's got a good team. They've got Pinky Marshall at the point. They've got T.J. Harris. They've got the Cortland Ricketts. They don't have a lot of size inside, but when you got somebody who can hit 12 three-pointers, I mean, do you really need a lot of size inside? And the 3A girls in the East, I mean, you know, you can almost mail it in the first two rounds, I would think. So it's going to get testy for them by the end of the, you know, the, by the third round moving on. So we'll see what they can do. But, I mean, look, 
they beat Eastern Wayne pretty handily. And then the other night, you know, Denisha was having one of her roughest games. Those, those girls were double and triple teaming her, physical, just beating her up. She was down in the mouth, just getting banged around. And she came up and just showed what kind of great player she is by scoring most of her points in the fourth quarter and pulling out, you know, I, I can't remember the final score off the top of my head, but it, was, it ended up being a pretty impressive win. Eastern Wayne's won 16, 17 games. Yeah. That's the kind of team they'll see in the third or the fourth round. And they've, you know, they've beaten them twice without too much incident. So, you know, Bentonville's pretty good. And it's just really a matter of who else is really good out there. We know North Pitt's good. We know yeah. that uh, Farmville Central should be pretty good. Bertie's good. Uh, Elizabeth City's good. They've got the top scorer in the state. I think Bertie is 1A. but I'm sorry. But I'm thinking you're right. Bertie is 1A. I'm, I'm getting confused. Because I saw, I definitely saw Bertie in that Elizabeth 1A City. Final Four last Elizabeth year. Elizabeth City Northeastern is, uh, yeah, Bertie used to be 2A. Well, but, you can, I mean, you can look at these rankings right now. I mean, Bettingfield right. is. These are the max preps three, three East rankings that they've been number three for most of the season. I right. think that's behind Northeastern and North Pitt. Well, I accidentally clicked on the boys' rankings, so that's not number three. But and uh, you know, I point out now, Denisha has ninety-five three-pointers this year. She leads the state in all associations, public, private, home, whatever. Whoever reports to max. Preps. I say who there. There may be a coach out there who doesn't use max preps, but. That's their fault. Yeah, and they're not she. The the right now the girl from North Davidson, Letty Michael, has got ninety because her coach has uploaded hers. Denisha's recent outburst of twelve has not been uh, added, so she's got ninety five. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I would expect Bettingfield to uh, cruise through uh, at least uh, the game their their semifinal game because they will get a bye in a six team league, and then probably have to play Eastern Wayne again. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. You know, rubber match a team that's not a rubber come, match. Third time's a charm. Well, that's right. That's right. Third time, but, but a team that's come as close as anybody this year, other than Fike, in the one right. game that Bettingfield lost in non-conference, which they won two out of three against Fike, but um, to beating Bettingfield in the two A ranks. So we shall see that next week. Looking at Wilson Prep boys, another team looking to lock up that conference regular season title. Getting very, very close. All they have to do, I mean, they control it. If they win either of their next two games against at Northampton County tomorrow, which is the team that's trailing them, or Southeast Halifax at home on Friday, that's it. They would they win the they win the Taro and Elk Athletic Conference for I think they won it last regular season last, last year, didn't they? Two years. Last yeah. two years. So they win it for the third year in a row, going to the conference tournament next week with that number one seed. And you know, I I think Wilson Preps playing some really good basketball. I think Anthony Atkinson's boys are gearing up for another deep run in that 1A playoff field. Yeah, they're they're playing for the 1A title. And, um, you know, obviously you got to win the Tarronoke to get there. And it's usually been really tough to win the Tarronoke. North Edgecombe and Northampton County have, have been sort of stumbling blocks for them the last two years. Nobody's beaten them this year, and they nobody's come close to beating them in Tarronoke play this year. And so, they're you know, they're ready to, to take that step. These guys want to add their own, um, you know, chapter to the Wilson Prep uh, story and get their own uh, state championship. But, you know, it's, you know, they can get to the fourth round. It's going to get real tough after that, as they discovered last year when they got the semifinals. But, you know, Wilson Prep's a battle-hardened team. They've played some really good teams. That went against Greenfield um, last uh, week or a week over a week ago now was huge for them. And, you know, they've got to be able to – take that and use that as confidence builder and you know do what they need to do and and now's the time they just have to go full bore they can't they can't there's no let up and i'm sure 
Anthony Atkinson and his staff. If there's if there's one group I'm not worried about not going full <laughs> bore, it's probably that one. Well, that's true, but you know, you're always talking about high school kids. You never that's know true. what's going to happen. I like their chances to go deep. Um, I like their chances to wrap up this conference. I like their chances to win the conference tournament again. You know, they're doing they're doing everything uh, the, the way he wants them to do it right now. It's taken a while. They've it's not been pretty at times for Wilson Prep, but right now I'd say. Man, they're the team. They're the team that you don't want to see in the one A playoffs. Yeah, no, I would. I would especially having to come into that Tiger Den and play for a playoff game. That's uh, that's tough sledding right there. Yeah, and you know, and they would probably have to play Bertie. I think Bertie is number one, and the boys in the one A. I can tell you, um, they are Bertie's one, Washington County's two, Wilson Preps three. Right. Yeah, now. we'll see if there's an adjustment on those rankings though, at some point because uh, strength of schedule is definitely well, Wilson play Preps' well. strength of schedule is. Way that is better. way better than yeah. any of the other four teams in the top five. So, yeah, that that'll playing people like Greenfield and all that that'll help them out. So, we'll we'll close out by pivoting over to the college ranks. We'll start with uh, the Barton team, whose fortunes have taken a bit of a turn for the better of late. Wendy Saintsing's Lady Bulldogs did lose at UNC Pembroke tonight, but UNC Pembroke's a very good team. And, I mean, they were competitive. They were right in it through three quarters, kind of faded down the stretch. But before that, they'd won three in a row, five of seven. After starting, I think, like, three and seven in Conference Carolina's play, they're seven and eight. You look at their last four games, they have a decent chance to to maybe finish, you know, 500 or better in conference play, which is not something I would have expected earlier in the season. I think they're they're coming together. One of the biggest things for them is they'd had hadn't had that consistent post presence really all year with the people they lost. But now you've got a freshman big in Nia Wilkins who's stepping up. She had a double double tonight. She's been in double figures three games in a row. So I think that's been the biggest development for Barton for it's, sure. Has been her play. It's big that they actually have a big at this point because yeah. they did not have a whole lot of presence in the post for most of the season, and that was their problem. And, and they didn't really have a lot anybody doing any scoring other than Lauren Walker usually. And it, so it's just taken a while. But I, I mean, I you know they're playing a lot better now than they were, and I think that's what every coach, I'm pretty sure, coach Thanksin is happy to see that. But she'll be the first to tell you we got a long ways to go. So we'll see how it goes, but I think, you know, she wanted to get them into the tournament, finishing in the top eight in the Conference Carolinas, get in the tournament, and then, you know, be that team that nobody really wants to play in the conference tournament. You know, they saw teams that might have seen them in December or, or January. They're not going to recognize Barton now. Yeah. So, you know, anything can happen. College basketball is a little bit different than uh, the high school game because, you, you know, there's a lot more teams to play in the conference. So, you don't you know, you might go a month or more before you see a team again. And so it's going to be interesting the way it plays out. Men are kind of on the opposite trajectory right now. They are. They, they had started 9-0 and in conference Carolina's play, lost that, narrowly lost that big game at home against UNC Pembroke, and it's kind of been downhill from there. They've lost five of their last seven. They've dealt with some injuries, some absences, Marcus Boykin's been in and out of the lineup, been playing hurt. Trayvon Spencer's been out with a foot injury. Still out. Yeah. Jerry and Hancock, their starting center, he's he's dealing with a suspension. He'll miss the rest of the regular season in the first game of that conference Carolinas tournament. So, you know, the, Barton's just trying to keep it together. I mean, they've played some really tough teams. They've played UNC Pembroke twice. You know, they've played Francis Marion. So, so really, I mean, 
but they're they're still in a decent spot. They're fourth in conference Carolinas, but they're only like a game and a half out of second. They're eleven and five. They've got four games left. Two of them are at home. So really, I mean, they they just need to kind of rally. Hopefully, get some of these guys back healthy, or at least get Trayvon back healthy. There's really no getting Jerry in back until it's time. But right. they, they they just you know need to kind of come together and finish strong in these last four games because they do still have a chance at getting that number two seed in Conference Carolina's tournament. I don't think there's going to be any catching UNC Pembroke at this point for number one. But you get that number, number two number five seed. UNC Pembroke too. Yeah. Ranked. With one loss on the season overall, not just in Conference Carolina. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great team. Almost said two at Barton. But, you know, and that's the thing with, with Barton. They really need to have all of the, especially those three guys, the big three, Trayvon, Spencer, Marcus Boykin, Donovan, Donovan Harrison. They've got to have those guys hitting on all cylinders or have somebody else step up. Reese McDonald's a freshman point guard has really, you know, played a role at times. Sean Nelson transfer forward has played a good role but they really need to have I mean I don't think it's unfair to say that this Barton team they're overachievers I mean they on paper they you know they they did not they came on last year really caught fire and you know got I think picked number second in the conference this year in the preseason but I mean you know coach Levency will tell you I mean they they've they don't have a whole lot right there. They've just got some guys who really go after it and get after it. They don't have a super amount of depth, as you're seeing. When these guys get hurt, there's nobody stepping up to, hey, you know, 20 points is sitting on the bench. So I'll score 20. You're not getting it. So they really need to get everything they can out of these guys. And I just hope, you know, the injuries don't really slow them down. Because I'm telling you, when Barton is – I don't know if they're healthy, if they're ever going to be completely healthy. But when they have all those guys on the court – and they can play hard together. That's they, a special group. Yeah, That's, they can beat anybody. They show they they had UNC Pembroke on the ropes, and they're as good as a team as anybody in the country, really. So, you know, if, if Barton can get it together, who who knows? I mean, they really don't have a good overall record. They're not going to get an NCAA tournament bid unless they win their conference tournament. Yeah, they're I mean, like thirteen and ten yeah, overall. Yeah, that's not going. That's not going to cut it. So they got to win that conference tournament. But you know, they can do it. They can. Yeah. They they'd probably have to win. A third time's the charm game against UNC Pembroke. But, I mean, even tonight, they ended up losing by like 27. But they were up 7 at halftime, and the wheels just kind of fell off in the second half with yeah. everything some of these guys were being asked to do with the with the key guys that are out. Yeah, and UNC Pembroke's got depth, and, you know, they've played them before. So, I mean, yeah, again, overachieving. They, they were up 7 in the first half. That's that's it just It's hard to sustain it against a really good deep team. Especially when their, you know, their wheels are kind of halfway wobbling and coming off right now. So, we'll see how they do. I think they're, um, they're going to be fun to watch regardless. Especially if Marcus Boykins out there. Yeah, when he when he's going full go, that he he's a very fun player to watch out there. But I said we'll be back with you next week. I'm sure we'll have more well, tournament time. It'll be conference tournament time. We'll have more more Barton to talk about. We'll Man, have this all is my of these... favorite time of the year. The weather's starting to change. Conference tournaments starting to happen. You got spring sports on the horizon, but it's the best time of basketball season. It is. It is. It's fun. Weather's starting to get warm now. Probably won't turn cold again until it's time for the Brittany. But we've got a little. <laughs> we've got a little bit of time left for that. But. Until we are back with you next week to talk all things conference tournaments, thank you all for listening. Goodbye.